I'm talking to another Minnesota gal. Her name is Kelly Showstrom. Kelly and I met many years ago now, uh, and she helped me really organize and get some of my fan- financing on track without feeling bad about myself. You know, single working mom, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. You, uh, A lot of people out there I know, I don't know anybody that doesn't have like two jobs right now. Like nobody I know doesn't work something else on the side, like a food truck or music or something. Kelly, it's kind of the world we live in right now. <laughs> exactly. Things are just so expensive. And I think especially after COVID and we realized that you know, our incomes are never guaranteed. Even if our employer loves us and wants to keep us, there's external factors at play sometimes. And so diversifying your income, Kelly, is always a good idea. It's not always fun, but that's why it's important to have that extra side gig, that extra income, something that you truly, truly love. So it's not always about the money. The money is just kind of a little bit of a bonus to help you get by each month. Yep, that's the truth. All right, so what do we want to discuss today on our budgeting basics? So we are going to chat about Um, Financial Literacy Month, Kelly. And that is right now. It started here in April. And so we're about a weekend, but don't worry, you're not too far behind. Um, But April is Financial Literacy Month. And of course, there's all those days and months that we recognize certain things. But I think if anything, this um, I always love April because it's a good reminder for all of us to just check in with ourselves and our our money and with our spouses and our kids to just say, hey, are we kind of doing the best that we can do? It doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. It doesn't mean, you know, that we're trying to become millionaires or reach some goals that don't really relate to us, but are we just kind of, you know, doing our best? And so we always have these ambitious goals, January one, right? We want to tackle our credit card debt and make more money and get on a budget. And then by the time April rolls around, um, same with the gyms, they might be a little bit quieter these days than they were um, in the Mm -hmm. beginning of January, but it's another little reminder of, Hey, let's just checking in. um, How are we doing? And so I wanted to bring up April as financial literacy month. And I wanted to just chat about what are some of the resources? What are some of the tools that you can be using to actually help you improve your finances? Yeah, let's go over some of those tools. Where are we going to start? Okay, so the first kind of high level tool that I just absolutely love is NerdWallet. Um, they are not sponsored. If they would love to sponsor our show, Kelly and I would take them. But yeah. NerdWallet doc- <laughs> NerdWallet.com and they have they are my go-to for personal finance. Of course, they have sponsors and they have ads as well, but they always disclose it and they still are one of those companies that if they're being sponsored by someone, it's because they truly actually believe in their product. And so you can look at anything from what credit card should I be using? How can I look at banking or investing? What about my insurance? Um, All sorts of topics, categorized years and years worth of articles. And so always head to NerdWallet if you have questions or you want to dive a little bit deeper on a specific topic. Okay. I like NerdWallet. They've got great articles sometimes too. They have really great articles there. Um, you can also create um, a like an account with them and you can track some of your your personal finance um, information, your income, your budgets and that sort of thing. And so you can keep track of your money also with them. And so they're a good place to get started and to just kind of learn and um, get going with your money. Um, a lot of the stuff that Kelly and I talk about are is right on par with NerdWallet. And so always a good tool. Um, another tool, Kelly, that I wanted to bring up the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and I'm going to actually link all of these resources that we talk about today into the podcast show notes. And so if you're listening live on WJON, go ahead and check out our podcast, kellyshowstrom.com, where Kelly and I upload all these episodes weekly. Um, and you'll be able to get all these show notes, but with the, um, CFPB, um, they have a really cool, um, guide for, it's called money as you grow and it's. 
and it's help for parents and caregivers um, to help their kiddos and others with money. And I think it's always a good idea to start talking um, about money with your kids as early as possible. And they have all of this broken down into ages and what activities are appropriate for each age, um, such as talking about buying a car, you know, for our older teens or getting your first pet, maybe for some of our younger kiddos. And so it's a really great way to just start introducing money. And if you don't feel confident in maybe how you manage your money, um, it gives you a little bit of support to steer your kiddos in the right direction. Oh, such a good idea, right? Because if you think, oh, I wish I was on a better path. I wish I would have listened to my parents and not just spent so freely. You know, you want to get your kids on the right path. Absolutely. And there are so many other books and resources out there, Kelly. Head to your um, the local bookstore, the library, and there's a finance section. And then you can go to the kiddos part of that section. And mm. there are books on not only how to teach your money, how to teach your kids about money, but books for even your kiddos to read themselves so that they can be on the same page as you. And you guys can talk about, you know, there's all debates just like there's this personal finance as adults with kiddos. And so do we give them allowance? Do we not? And so these are all types of things where you just have to kind of dive into the top, the topic and kind of make your own informed decision. And so we don't want to do something just because our neighbor does it. We want to do something because we actually kind of agree with and are on board with some of these principles. And so making sure that you are fully aware of, you know, the topics that we need to teach our kiddos or, or even our teenagers. My dad taught me about finances even through and past college um, because I never got a handle on it as a younger kiddo, right? And so I think yeah. we can always, and I know Kelly, you have older kiddos as well, and you're always talking with them about money. And so it's never too late um, to start this conversation and, or, um, you know, to keep going with these conversations as well. You know, myself, I'm not my oldest because, you know, he was, he's older and he's done things differently, but for Tanner and Mason and I, we all are, they're like linked to my account. Like they had bank accounts when they were kids. So they're still, they kept those accounts and they're still linked to mine. So I can kind of see what they're doing and see when they're saving. And I'm so proud of them because they really put a lot back in savings. And I've tried to tell them, you know what? You know, if you guys put 10 grand back a year, you're only 20 something, Lord, you'd have $100,000 in the bank when you're 30 something. Their eyes lit up like Christmas trees. Like they didn't wow. realize, wow, that's not very long. Like when I was 21, I was thinking 30 sounded like forever ago, right? Like 30 sounded like I would never get there. But I don't know. They've been through different things in their life, you know, like the tornadoes and things like that. <laughs> That's kind of shaking their world a little bit. So I think they really listen. They're doing good with their savings. And I think every generation learns a little bit from their parents and those that they're surrounded by, right? And so we always want our kids to do better than what we're doing and vice versa. Our kiddos want to just be a little bit more on top of things than maybe some of their parents might have been. Um, and so these are always good learning lessons. And just like every other technology with our kiddos, right? Just like Kelly's saying, linking with the banking apps. Um, there are other apps as well that allow you to play games with your kiddos that allow them to virtually save and have piggy banks for some of our younger kiddos. Um, you can get them a check card that maybe links to your bank account where they can only use X amount of money per month or per week. And so you can um, you can kind of I don't want to say helicopter, but you can be involved very heavily while also yeah. still letting, but letting them make decisions in a safe environment with some parameters and some boxes. And so um, just like we monitor their screen time, should be able to monitor how much money they spend or how much money they're earning. Um, and it all just starts with simple conversations. And so um, definitely check out some of these resources, great tools for um, you and your kiddos just to kind of get started. My parents will make jokes or they would make jokes. You know, when I come home for the holidays, we get on the topic of money and they talk about when I was little, you know, I would ask mom for everything when we go shopping. Can we get this? Can we get that? And she'd say, we don't have money for that. And I would say, just write a check. I just thought you could write a check, <laughs> write a check for anything you want. And she's like, oh boy, 
We're going to have a tough time with this one catching on. <laughs> we got a lot of learning to do. Yeah, a lot of learning to do. She's a little bit behind. Okay. <laughs> and and Kelly, like our parents did the best that they could, right? My parents are in the exact same boat. And but and like hopefully our future generations, even your kids' kids, your grandkids, Kelly, and my kids, it's about having those early, early, early conversations so they know what checkbooks are. And they, well, they might not need to know, but you know what I mean. They know that like mommy and daddy don't just have money. Um, it has to come from somewhere, but we also yeah. have to pay for all these other things. And, you know, everything is a sacrifice and, um, some sacrifices are easier than others. Do you want to go out to eat for the 20th time just because we didn't buy groceries or do we want to save up and go for a family vacation? And so including your kids and not just your kids, but your spouse, like this is a reminder that no conversation and no decision with your finances should be made solo. If you are sharing money with somebody else, um, they should be included in the conversation. Um, if even if your kiddos are just living under your household, they should be included in some of the conversations because they're being affected by it. And it's good yeah. for them to understand why you're making these decisions so that they can um, also make good decisions moving forward as well. Resources are, resources are so important. I, I had a conversation the other, well, it wasn't a conversation. We were just uh, both uh, going on a break. And she was going to go purchase something and she got up to the counter and she didn't have the money in her account. And she went on her phone and she's like, oh, that makes me so mad. She had the money in another account. So she transferred it over. But she realized that her spouse was taking money out of there. And she was like, oh, she was so sad because that was her check and she just got it, you know. And so it's like, now I got to move money over. So knowing the resources and being able to figure out how to talk with your spouse or your kids or whoever it is that you might be sharing an account with is so important. Oh, and Kelly, that's, those are the types of situations, especially with the spouse. I think we all can relate at some point in our lives with this one of, um, it causes so much, so much anxiety, so much angst, so much um, frustration within a relationship that can totally be avoided. And so I think we said this on a previous episode, but, um, the number one cause of divorce is finances, right? But it's not somebody once said, and it was so, it was so genius. It's not money that causes divorce. It's a lack of communication around money that causes right. a divorce. And so, yeah. especially when you have spouses that maybe work more than other spouses, um, you know, you want to make sure we're all on the same page of how does spending go? Who's, you know, what are we both allowed to do? Not in a controlling way, but just in a, I know that I can spend up to X amount of money without having questions, or I know that I'm allowed to stay within this budget for groceries without any questions so that no one's left with, hey, where did all of our money go? And right. so- it's fearful. You get really fearful when somebody decides that, nope, I'm going to take control and spend it all and decide what we spend. And the other person's going, but wait, I thought we had this plan. And then the other one says, no, that's just, it's a scary way to live. Exactly. And not to dive on this topic even further, but just a fair warning to everybody, even if your spouse does take care of the finances, you should always be involved at least in check-ins, if not monthly, quarterly yeah. to just see how did we do? Did we follow our budget? Did we do the savings goals that we wanted to? Um, because it is always such an unfortunate circumstance when I run into people or we know other people as well, Kelly, that, you know, you get to the point where you're going through a divorce because somebody was severely lied to for years and they had no idea what was going on. And that can be um, yeah. completely avoided. So scary. Yeah. Exactly. Always try to be involved, but you have a website called uh, kellyshowstrom.com. I know that money is really hard to talk about. It's really, that's why you have Kelly on the show. We don't want people to stress about money. There are tools out there. You don't have to remember everything that we said today because you can actually reach out to Kelly at any time and go to her website and find a lot of neat tools there. And you can actually even get a special coaching from Kelly. Exactly. And so 
the big part of uh, what I do and what Kelly and I talk about every single week is about the now, near, and the far. What are we doing today to make sure that our monthly expenses, our annual expenses, our debt is being covered and taken care of? Um, how are we saving for the near some of that fun vacation or Christmas next year or birthdays coming up? And in the future, making sure that we can retire and that we can live happily um, when we're ready to. And so those are the exact things that I help people coach with that you know, my resources on my website, as well as all of this information from just financial literacy resources that we've talked about today kind of cover. And so if you don't feel like you have those kind of checkbox items and you're not exactly sure, um, you know, when we say spend less than you make, do you know how much you make and do you know how much you actually spend? And so bringing yeah. it down to the basics, um, I think is really, really, really important. Um, and starting off with free tools on my website, um, the freebie library, it has a bunch of different tools in there, just all one, um, all one access point and you get access to all of them. Um, you can listen to our podcast or our weekly live on WJON and Kelly and I discuss just real topics and real conversations that we have and to try to improve our finances and yours as well. Um, and then of course, if you want little reminders weekly, um, I'm in your inbox and you can get a newsletter from me and it's just little tips on, Hey, how about we try this? Or have you ever heard about this tool? Or, Hey, there's a new episode about this topic if you're interested. And so just setting up these little, um, automated nudges about money, um, into your life will actually help you, um, improve your finances without having to stress out about it. I think. I think so too. I think it's good. You've helped me a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kelly. All right. It's Kelly Schoelstrom for Budgeting Basics. Get the information that you need and don't be stressed about money. Even if you are stressed about money, try to let that go because some things you just, you just got to let it go. It's going to be there to worry about tomorrow. Let's enjoy some sunshine and warmer temperatures on the way. That kind of thing.